Kofsi Cast is a Kofsi FM podcast aimed at assisting you to achieve academic success. Brought to you by the University of the Free State Student Affairs and the Centre for Teaching and Learning and presented by the University of the Free State Department of Nutrition and Dietetics. This forms part of the Eat and Succeed series and we're talking to Lanay Ruiz about low GI. Lanay, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. What on earth is GI? GI stands for glycemic index and it is a ranking of carbohydrates from 0 to 100 based on their immediate effect on blood sugar levels. Foods with a glycemic index below 55 are classified as low GI and foods with a glycemic index above 71 are classified as high GI. Low GI food has become a trend. I believe most listeners are familiar with the term. However, it is often mistaken for low-carbohydrate content. A low-GI diet is an evidence-based, sustainable way of eating in the long term, which helps to facilitate the management of diabetes and to reduce the risk to develop chronic lifestyle diseases, for example, chronic heart disease or type 2 diabetes. Following a low-GI diet can also assist with healthy weight loss and weight maintenance. In fact, a low-GI diet provides health benefits for everybody across all stages of life. But to understand the concept of GI, it is important to understand what happens inside the body after eating a carbohydrate-containing meal. Carbohydrates, for example, porridge, cereal, bread, rice, mealies, pasta and potatoes, consist of different sugar units. Now the sugar that I'm referring to is not the sugar we add in our tea and coffee, but it is the simplest form of food that are the body's preferred source of energy. After eating a meal, the carbohydrates are converted into sugars and gets absorbed into the blood that increases blood sugar levels. For a basic illustration of what happens inside our body, think of a water tap that has a hosepipe connected to the tap. When you eat low GI foods, the water tap is only slightly open, allowing a thin stream of water to run through the pipe. This represents that low GI foods are more slowly digested, absorbed and metabolized and causes a lower and slower rise in blood sugar levels. When you eat high GI foods, the water tap will be widely open allowing a lot of water to forcefully stream through the pipe. This represents the rapid digestion and absorption of high GI foods, which produces a large and quick rise in blood sugar levels. What are some of the benefits of a low GI diet and why should I follow a low GI diet? A low GI diet helps to achieve or maintain a healthy weight. So studies have found that a low-GI breakfast, for example, oats porridge or all-bran flakes, provide prolonged satiating properties up to eight hours after the meal. This leads to less snacking, which could support weight loss over a period of time. And eating a low-GI meal before prolonged strenuous exercise can also maximize sport performance by extending endurance. Low-GI foods provide a steady supply of fuel to the brain, improving mental performance. For children and teenagers, eating a low-GI breakfast has been associated with better learning and school performance by improving concentration. High-GI foods provide quick bursts of energy with a short lifespan, 
leaving you feeling hungry and tired much sooner than low GI foods, which provides longer lasting energy, leaving you feeling energized and fuller for longer. A low GI diet helps people with type 1 and type 2 diabetes to manage their blood sugar and cholesterol levels. A recent Cochrane review found that low GI diets can help people with diabetes reduce their HbA1c by 0.5%, which will help lower the risk of common diabetic complications by approximately 20%. A low GI diet improves heart health by lowering blood sugar levels after meals, that improves the elasticity of blood vessel walls, which helps with blood flow. And following a low GI diet significantly reduces LDL cholesterol levels and aids abdominal fat reduction, which also supports heart health. Women suffering from polycystic ovarian syndrome, known as PCOS, often develop a resistance to the hormone insulin, which is needed to keep blood sugar levels stable. Following a low GI diet improves insulin sensitivity and supports more stable blood sugar levels. Now, does a low GI mean we can eat bigger portion? Also, how do we know when a food is low and high GI and how does one measure the GI of food? A common misconception is that people think they can eat bigger portions of low GI foods in association with extra health benefits and weight loss promotion whereas bigger low GI food portions actually has the same effect as consuming a regular portion of high GI food. Most low GI food has an indication on the packaging, therefore label reading is encouraged to select the best food choices. Please listen to our radio talk on food labeling for additional information on label reading. There are different scientific methods to measure the GI values of food, Basically, these methods determine the GI value by feeding a group of healthy people a portion of food containing 50 grams of available carbohydrates. And then they measure the effect that the food has on their blood sugar levels over the next two hours. The average of each group member's blood sugar value determines the GI value of that specific food. Some foods, for example carrots, were originally reported as having a high GI, but an excessive amount of carrots has to be consumed to reach 50 grams of available carbohydrates. Therefore, a regular portion of carrots is classified as low GI. And this is also a good example why portion sizes do have an effect on the GI value of food. Lynette, what are some of the practical guidelines to follow? Uh, when I want to follow a low GI diet? A few easy tips and guidelines are to replace potatoes with sweet potatoes or when you're making mashed potatoes to replace half of the potatoes with cooked beans and instead of buying bakery foods made primarily with white flour rather choose whole grain options where you can actually see the grain for example, replacing white bread and cupcakes with seed loaf and bran muffins. Highly processed breakfast cereals. These are your candy-like cereals that usually contain colorants, flavorants and high fructose corn syrup. Can be replaced with natural muesli, traditional oats porridge or cereals that carry the low GI symbol. And a good method is also to cool down cooked mealy porridge before eating it since temperature can also influence the GI value of food. 
Try to include legumes, for example, beans, lentils and chickpeas in your meals at least twice a week. It's easy to add them in salads, wraps and stews. And remember that you don't need to completely cut out high GI options. The trick is to combine them with low GI options to achieve a moderate GI. Certain acids can also help to lower the GI of certain foods. Therefore, try vinegar on salad, yogurt with cereal and lemon juice on vegetables. And when it comes to snacking, go for fresh fruit, popcorn, nuts and yogurt. Avoid refined flour products like cookies and biscuits. Most dairy products are low GI, but when alternative dairy products are used, select calcium-enriched soy milks rather than higher GI rice milks. Lastly, make water your first choice. Avoid sugary drinks and limit alcohol intake to one drink for women and two drinks for men per day. Lene, give us three take-home messages. From what we've talked about, I would like the listeners to remember the illustration of the water tap and the hose pipe. Ideally, blood sugar levels should be raised slowly and steadily. Therefore, include more low GI foods into your meals to ensure that the water tap is only slightly opened for a slower and lower rise in blood sugar levels. Another important point is to remember that low GI food is not an indication of low carbohydrate food but indicates that the food causes a slow and steady rise in blood sugar levels after eating a meal. And lastly, I want the listeners to remember that a low GI diet is an evidence-based sustainable way of eating in the long term and provides health benefits for everybody across all stages of life. Please sign on to Blackboard and click on the Student Success Portal then select the Eat and Succeed option for recipes, meal demonstrations and so much more. Thank you very much. That was Lanae Ruiz talking about low GI. This forms part of our Eat and Succeed series. Kofsi Cast is a Kofsi FM podcast aimed at assisting you to achieve academic success. Brought to you by the University of the Free State Student Affairs and the Center for Teaching and Learning and presented by the UFS Department of Nutrition and Dietetics.